Uh, good afternoon. Thank you for for taking time out of your busy day to pray. I, I know it's often hard. And sometimes I'll say to my wife, hey, let's pray the rosary. Hey, let's pray the chaplet. Or, hey, let's, you know, and, and we want to, but we're like, oh, well, in 10 minutes, I want to finish this. Or in 10 minutes, I'm gonna, and next thing you know, either don't pray or the time gets by you. Uh, it's a discipline to stop. But, you know, once you're done, aren't you glad you prayed? I just, there's something about the power of prayer and there's a grace that comes with it and you always win when you pray i'm telling you what you always get something out of it you do god always gives you graces and he always blesses no doubt about it so um, i'm looking forward to to praying for you um but let's let's beg mercy for our loved ones if you've got a child away from the faith or somebody who's sick or somebody's in a bad way right now do that i, I remember reading where the the lord appeared to saint faustina and um, she was interceding for somebody close to her. And of course, like many of the great saints, people would come and seek their intercession. The Lord said to Faustina, he says, look, I especially love those souls whom you love. And, and, and Jesus, that's what Faustina said to the Lord. She says, I want to pray for those souls you love, right? And, and the Lord said to Faustina, he says, as for me, he says, I bestow special graces on those for whom you intercede. And I think the same thing holds true right now. I know I said that in a confusing way. Faustina's interaction, they shared this beautiful dynamic with the Lord. I mean, she'd talk, I mean, the Lord offered to create a whole new world for her. And she says, no, all, all I want is you. I mean, they had this love. Um, and that's really what heaven's about. We should be experiencing heaven on earth. We should have that same love for God now so that when we change that channel, when that transition happens, Passing from this life to the next is seamless, right? Uh, that, that's how it should be. So Faustina says to the Lord, Lord, I, I have love for those souls for whom you love. And you know, the Lord loves our children. He loves those away from the faith. He loves the drug addicted. He loves those living in immoral situations. He's not pleased with the actions, but he loves those souls. And he's pleased when you pray for them. And he says to Faustina, I bestow special graces on those whom you intercede. I believe that happens right now. When you and I gather together now and we pray, there are special graces going to that soul who's in prison, to that soul that's doing drugs, to that soul that's in an impure relationship, to that soul right now that's about to do something that they know they should not be doing, to that mother that's contemplating abortion or child, to that individual who wants to hurt themselves. There is a grace that flows when you and I pray together because the Lord, he delights in this. I bestow special graces on these souls to whom you intercede. So let's beg mercy on our loved ones, okay? Let, let, let's do that right now for, for those special souls. So know how much God loves them. If you love them, God loves them even more. He does. God loves them even more. God loves even our enemies, believe it or not. So I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray in Thanksgiving today, too. I just, God has been so good to us in so many ways. And Lord, I just ask for your continued providence and blessing for your mercy. And I pray that you hear our prayers here as we come before you as your children. I'm joined today by Beth Groshek, my colleague here at Relevant Radio. She hails from our creative department. It's always good to have you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Would you like to pray for anything? Any intention you want to put forth? I do. Uh, I would like to uh, pray for my friend Emily. Uh, she's a childhood friend of mine, um, early 30s, same age. Um, she's a young mom, wife, mother of four. Uh, she currently has COVID and she's in the hospital. And um, so I just want to pray that she um, heals, makes a full recovery and is able to come home to her family. 
All right, I'll certainly lift that up. Thank you, Beth. I pray for all those with COVID, all those with children, all those who are sick, all those facing life-threatening ailments. We'll lift them up. I, I want to pray for somebody who I know who has lost their way and who is living on the streets right now. And I just ask that God will bless. Uh, there's two people that I know uh, that will give them the grace to, to, to find their way back home, so to speak, you know, that they can find the healing that they need. So let's pray. You know, trust all these situations to the Lord, no matter how grave they may seem. You know, you have to put your trust in God. That's all you can do. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You expire, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Our first call comes from Sean, listening in Northern California. He's been waiting a while. Uh, Sean, good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Oh, good afternoon. Thank you so much for taking my call again. You're I welcome. called last time and asked for miracles, and you said you liked that. So a physical <laughs> healing is on the way for the woman I talked about, the developmentally disabled young woman who had cancer at age two, was cured, but due to radiation rapidly over her young life, has is virtually blind and can't hear and developmentally disabled and epilepsy. But unusually, this girl happened to, out of the blue to apply to go on a pilgrimage to Lourdes with a religious order that I work with next April. So maybe we will have that miracle. I, as, I as you know, you. Sean, right now there's been more miraculous healings in Lourdes, more documented miraculous healings than any other place in the world. So maybe she'll get that healing you're seeking. Yeah, and it all started with you. Uh, well, during this hour of mercy now, my daughter is going to go to court to determine the custody of her three-year-old son and ten-month-old daughter, and her husband wow. is emotionally unstable and abuses alcohol. Please, prayer warriors, pray that God's will is done and that everyone accepts whatever the outcome is. He knows, not us. And as always, the poor souls in purgatory. Yeah, that's a beautiful prayer that you're willing to 
submit to God's will in that because I'd want my daughter to have complete custody in that situation. But let's pray. Let's pray that God will allow him to find the healing he needs. And let's pray for your, your daughter. Lord, I pray for all those who are going through divorce right now. I pray in particular for their children who suffer the collateral damage of the division of the mother and the father. I pray for those adults who've already gone through it as well. I know those wounds sometimes remain deep and affect the psyche and the heart and future relationships. And I do pray for the judge to sit on the seat of mercy, to be divinely inspired. And I do, I do pray just, Lord, for those right now and those difficult situations, those facing legal challenges, those facing difficulties in marriage. I pray for those who are having emotional uh, issues, addiction, anything that can affect a, a relationship or a family dynamic. And I ask for that healing. I ask that your healing touch come in as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Patsy is praying with us in Austin, Texas. Good afternoon, Patsy. Hi. Hi, Drew. This is Patsy, and um, thank you for um, taking my call today. Um, I am uh, asking for um, prayers from my Reverend Radio family for a family member who is currently in ICU after suffering a tragic accident on Sunday. And um, we're asking, you know, for a miracle. She's in God's hands right now. And um, we need a miracle for her recovery. Well, let's do it right now. Let's pray for that. All right, Patsy, I'm glad you got through. Thank I, you. I am. You got it. God bless you. I want to pray for this woman now in ICU. I do want to pray for Patsy too, just for peace that she can be a real source of calm and, and hope for other family members. Um, you don't know the day or the hour, right? I mean, life changes. You get out of bed one day, you're healthy. Life is going on well. And as you just heard, um, here's a woman who suffered uh, an accident on Sunday, and her life and her family's life has been profoundly impacted. Lord, we do not understand the course, this journey, this path of life that you set us on. I know there's many obstacles that oppose our salvation. There's many trials, many crosses that you ask us to endure. And I just ask for the grace, the fortitude, and ask for your mercy on that journey for all those right now finding themselves facing those obstacles, carrying those crosses, wondering where you are or why they had to endure this. And I beg you for miracles in this hour, for real answered prayers, that your presence may be felt and seen, those obstacles may be removed, those crosses may be alleviated. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world, for the sake of his sorrowful passion. 
Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, let me uh, let me go to Mario and then Maggie will be on standby. We'll get your Twitter intentions in if you want to you know, post a tweet for some important prayer intention you have. It's at Drew Mariani Show. Okay, you can it's the show page. You can always you know tweet us at Drew Mariani uh, as well. It's my personal page and. We love to communicate with you either way. And uh, Mario, it's good to have you on with us today. Thanks for listening to us there in Jersey. How can we pray for you? Thank you, Drew. Thank you for everybody. Well, first prayer is really, I'm so grateful for Brett and for Relevant Radio. So many blessings in my own life. So I want to just offer a prayer of thankfulness to everybody there, the staff, and for continued wisdom and courage of Father Rocky. Um, I, w- I want to pray also for wisdom and courage for our Supreme Court to do the right thing. And a special intention for um, Rodel Catalino, who um, it's, uh, has lung cancer and has not been doing very well, has lost his sight also. For him, for his family, they're in the Philippines, um, in Baguio, and, um, and also for um, a friend who was just buried yesterday, who wasn't really close to the church, for all those Catholics who have fallen away, for my own children too. Who are, and all our children that they draw closer to God and God's Spirit just working them. Thank you. Great prayers. Thank you, Mario. Thank you. I'll, I'll re-echo all of those. And let me bring Maggie into, and we'll include um, our Twitter intentions along with with Mario today. Mario, again, thanks for your call. Uh, Maggie, who else is asking for prayer? We got a note actually from a, a colleague of ours, Colleen. She said that Francis is really struggling on her ventilator today. Her odds are dwindling, and at this moment, um, she's been told that getting off the ventilator uh, would require a double lung transplant, as her lungs are scarred from a fight with pneumonia. So let's let's pray for Francis. Uh, Lane wrote to us. She said, "My cousin suffered an endocarditis embolism yesterday. It's going to be a long recovery for him. He lost his job recently, and he currently mm. does not have health insurance." Caitlin wrote to us, she said, please offer my prayer for Jerry, who I heard call in earlier today on the inner life. He's blind, chronically ill, homebound, and said he has never experienced Jesus through another person. May God send him mercy. Well, just an update for you, Caitlin. Um, I took, I was screening calls after that, and I did take a phone call from a woman who said, uh, give me Jerry's number. My husband and I want to connect him with people that will help. So let's, let's hope that that works out. Um, Olvis asked for prayers for, um, healing his emotions. He says, um, I've been having issues after having, um, been diagnosed with a mental illness. I, I have numb emotions. Um, he's hoping that maybe he would be cured if he goes to the Holy Land. Wow, good. Mm-hmm. Well, what beautiful prayers. Hey, Maggie, thank you for doing double duty. I know you're working early. You're going to be working late tonight. We're grateful for you. Uh, I pray my for your pleasure. intentions.
And um, we'll re-echo all those. And Lord, we just we come to you now. We just lift up all those souls. You know, that woman who is, uh, needs a double lung transplant. Nothing's impossible with God. I remember a woman who called in similarly. It's a family member. I, I don't know what the organ transplant was that they needed, but they needed double organ transplants of some sort. They prayed, and I wrote about it in my book. I've saved all these emails that came in. They wrote to me to share their testimony. And not only did they not need the double or, you know, transplants, they were somehow healed, but within four days, they were out of that hospital and home. That's the power of God's mercy. God can heal in an instant. He may ask us to endure. He may use medicine. Lord, we just trust in you. I'm going to give you all these intentions. Give you our hearts and just give us the grace to not lose faith, but to persist and to trust more deeply. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, Stephen is praying with us in Tampa, Florida. Stephen, thanks for waiting. Thanks for calling. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Um, I'm calling with a little bit of a heavy heart today. Um, my father, um, who lives in Ohio, he uh, is being uh, he's at home right now, and my family, my brothers and sisters, are all gathering around him right now uh, at end, end stage of life. No, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. But he was in the hospital. Um, he suffered a heart attack uh, Monday after um, a couple other incidents last week. But it was a blessing because he passed out, and they took him to the hospital. And uh, while in the hospital, we were able to get the uh, chaplain to come in and give him the apostolic blessing. Oh, wow. And, what uh, a gift. He received it. He received it after, you know, struggle with faith over the years and security in the faith but he received it well they said so i think uh, and i know the promises of the chaplet and around somebody's bed and that's what i'm yeah. hoping praying for today well you have your spiritual family here with you see my heart goes out to you brother i remember my father when he was approaching you know the threshold of eternity and i was able to pray both the rosary and the chaplet for him at his bedside and, and i'm proud and glad to pray for your father right now and so is our family um, hang in there. All right. Count on our prayers for Thank you too, but we'll pray for your father, especially. And what, what a gift to be able to get that apostolic blessing that should give you such comfort. You know, I knew a man who lived a very immoral, I, I knew a man who lived a very immoral life. Um, and you know, his, his family was so concerned about him. And I, I just, I remember, you know, he was given, he went to confession. He did it for his family, he said initially, but as he drew close to death, he ended up asking for the priest to come back and really made a heartfelt confession. That man died wearing a, a scapular. And I think your prayer, Stephen, I think the prayers that we're about to pray for your dad right now has such a profound impact. And Lord, I pray for all those now approaching the threshold of eternity. We are created to live forever. Life here is short. It's a blip. That's all it is. It's a heartbeat. 
and we will live forever with our Lord. That's what we were created for. And I just pray for the graces for Stephen's father right now. I pray for his family. I pray for those who will mourn, those who will suffer loss. And I pray for that grace of conversion. I pray for protection against demonic spirits who so desperately want to rob a soul of its life. And as Stephen pointed out, you know, when we pray this prayer for those who are dying, the Lord made a promise that he'll stand between God the Father and that dying person, not as a just judge, but as a merciful Savior. So we should all take comfort in that. Lord, I give you those who are now your calling home. I give to you the hour of our own death, and I give to you those who've gone before us. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, we'll go to Northern Wisconsin. Uh, Carol is asking for prayer. Hi, Carol. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, Drew. It's Drew. It's wonderful to speak with you. I'm a long-time listener, but first-time caller. Um, Thank you. I have a friend, a girlfriend, who is the grandmother of of uh, her granddaughter. Was told by the by her doctor after six months having this child in vitro that she should abort this baby. Uh, I know that her grandmother only mentioned club feet, but she said there were other issues. And I'm hoping that she will choose life. No matter what she chooses, it's going to be difficult uh, unless we have a miracle. So we can pray for a miracle, and I've been doing that. Um, I also would like to pray for my granddaughters who are living with boyfriends and some not going to church right now. And I would also like to pray for the Kiros, Kiro, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, Saint or the Green Bay Diocese has six young uh, pr- uh, young men discerning the priesthood, oh, wow. and my grandson is one of those, and I would like oh, to wow. pray for that group, that awesome. um, they will turn, go on to the seminary next year. Well, praise God. But Carol, these, I'm glad you... Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you and I had a chance to talk. But good. You have another intention. Go ahead and get it in. No, I just wanted to to pray mostly for this young woman that she makes the right decision. I have never met her. I know her mother a little bit from when she was a young girl, but um, I don't have a close connection to the situation. But being that her grandmother was my friend and she told me that, I just it's been so deep in my heart. I just couldn't. Couldn't deal. Just needed to have so many people pray for her. Well, I'm glad you got through. It. You I really am. And you know what? Yeah, I, I, let's pray for let's pray for this miracle. But you know, look, there've been a lot of people who've been told, "Hey, the child's going to have this problem or that problem." Uh, they put their trust in God, and to the surprise of doctors, the child was fine. God can heal in the womb. Uh, Blessed Pachinsky, Bishop Sheen, so many have had these 
miracles of resurrections. Child, children who were dead in the womb being resurrected. So if God can bring them to life, he can certainly heal them. And I know the chaplain in particular is incredibly powerful when it comes to the cause of abortion. St. Faustina, on they, they believe at least three occasions uh, in the evening around eight, eight, between 8 and 11, would she felt like her insides were being torn out. She suffered so much she thought she was going to die. And I've shared the story before where you know no medication, nothing they could do could help alleviate the pain. And she went through this incredible suffering. It was an undergoing, a passion, if you will, uh, for the pains of mothers who were aborting their children. And, and she writes about it in her diary, in diary entry 1276. Uh, so let's call upon St. Faustina. I think she's a great intercessor. Let's call upon St. Gianna Mola and other mothers who've laid down their lives for their children. And let's pray. Let's just pray for God's mercy. And this is a prayer I believe the Lord will hear and answer because I know that he wants that child to live. It's according to his will. Lord, I pray for the conversion of the heart of this granddaughter. I, I pray for vocations. I pray for every one of Carol's intentions. I won't reiterate them all, but I bring to you these important needs, these critical petitions. I unite them to everyone who's now praying with me, everyone who's asking you, Lord, for your mercy. So we come before you, trusting in it as we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, the blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm about to go into another decade. I'm sorry, Beth. Uh, holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy, have mercy on us, us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible. Look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady, Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help. Pray for us. Mother Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady Guadalupe. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. Saint Joseph. Pray for us. Saint Faustina. Pray for us. Saint Peregrine. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. 
Oh, blessed uh, or venerable Fulton Sheen and, and St. Pachinski. Pray, Pray for us. All you angels and saints. Pray for us. Pray for us. Father, Son of the Holy Spirit, amen. Beth, thank you. Always good to pray with Thanks, you. I'm so Drew. grateful. And we should say, You're Infant welcome. of Prague, pray for us. Infant Jesus. Today, there's a really powerful novena that begins. I know you love prayer. I know you're here with me. That's why you're tuned in. That's why we're praying together. Today begins a nine-day novena, and there's been some unbelievable uh, response to it. Let me take a short pause. When I come back, I'll tell you uh, not only about encounters of, of the Infant Jesus to the many great saints, but I'll tell you about a novena that might bring a very quick answer to your prayer. It begins today. Stay with me. Need some hope as a reminder that everything will be okay? Stay with us. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hi, Drew Mariani here. Hey, I am traveling to the Holy Land in February with our underwriting sponsor, Nativity Pilgrimage. Information is available at relevantradio.com slash holyland. That's relevantradio.com slash holyland. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. That's a nice bumper, Maggie. I like that. Well, it's good to be with you today. Thank you for joining me. You know, I love to talk about St. Faustina. She's my girl. I call upon her intercession all of the time. And I know she's interceding for all of us today. And boy, as I was sharing with you a little bit earlier, she had such a uh, a special relationship with God. She really did. And um, she actually had encounters with a Christ child. The baby Jesus actually appeared to her. And um, maybe I'll share a little bit of that with you. And then I want to get you plugged into a novena that begins today to the infant Jesus. You know, <clears throat> you know, when, when you think of St. Faustina, quite often you, you think of this, this great saint uh, having these visions of the risen Lord, right? Here Christ is, he's pouring this light from the from his heart, those red rays of red and white, or he's there with his pierced hands, and she has these incredible encounters with the glorified Christ. Uh, few saints in, in history, the history of the church was devoted to the child Jesus as St. Faustina. It's, it's another one of those little, I guess, little tidbits about St. Faustina. You know, when I wrote my book on divine mercy, there was so much I could have put in it. My greatest challenge and greatest struggle in writing that book was what to leave out. You know, I, I was kind of limited to a page count, about 140 pages. And I'm glad I, I kept it short. It's easy to read and, and you can get through it and, and people get the big picture from it. But there's so much to the devotion of divine mercy. I mean, there's just so much. I mean, how do you encapsulate it uh, in such a short work? Uh, this is another aspect that doesn't really, this part of the story doesn't get told. Um, Faustina had a great love for the child Jesus, as did St. Anthony of Padua and St. Uh, Padre Pio and St. Dominic and Catherine of Bologna. We can go through the whole litany of these different saints. Um, <clears throat> she had this, um, she had this account where she had several encounters with him. In fact, um, sometimes Jesus would appear to her as a child with no other clear purpose than just to express his tender love for her. You know, and to re and just rejoice her heart. That's all. I mean, who doesn't love a baby, right? Who doesn't love a a beautiful little baby? It instantly brings joy to you, doesn't it? So it became one of the gifts that the Lord gave her—a gift of His divine presence. And normally, I, I share the story of Faustina around Christmas time, and I'll probably share it again. But uh, on Christmas Eve, like 1937, I think the year was—it was the year before she died. She wrote about this encounter with with 
with Jesus. And she said she arrived at Mass. You know, from the very beginning, she steeped herself very deeply into uh, recollection and the prayer. And um, suddenly she had this vision. Um, she saw, she went back in time, literally. I mean, she saw the stable of Bethlehem. And she said it was filled with this great radiance. And the, the Blessed Mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, she said she was lost in what she described as the deepest of love. I mean, here she is. She gave birth to this gift from heaven. And she was wrapping Jesus in swaddling clothes. And, G- and St. Joseph, guess where he was? He was still asleep. That's according to Faustina. Right? And she, God gave her this vision. She could see the, 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 uh, the stables. She could see the Virgin Mary doing adoration, the first person ever to adore the Lord, right? There she is wrapping this new baby in swaddling clothes. And Jesus asleep. I, you know, Relevant had these little sleeping St. Joseph's, which are cool little statues. Pope Francis loves these. And Pope Francis, whenever he has a need or an attention, he'll take it and he'll stick it under the statue of St. Joseph, who is sleeping, and ask him to take care of it for him. So... After, you know, Maggie was saying to me, and Maggie's right, she just said in my headset, she says, you know, I bet St. Joseph was tired. I bet he was. That was one heck of a journey, taking care of, you know, the transportation, the mule, the donkey, the horse, whatever they were on, you know, walking, uh, getting married, taking care of, finding a place to stay. He was he was ready to crash, and I'm sure, I'm sure he went out. Um, they were human, just like you and I. We look at them as these ivory statues, but believe me, they face the same challenges of fatigue and and hunger and thirst, just like you and I did. So the Virgin Mary in this vision, um, she put Jesus in the manger. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, the light of, of God, Faustina says, the, the light of God from, from Jesus, it just radiated from this area. It, it awoke in J- Joseph, who when he woke up, immediately went into prayer. But after a while, she said she was left alone. The vision changed. She was left alone with the infant Jesus who stretched out his, his little hand to her. And uh, she says, I was, I was given this understanding that I was to take him in my arms. And Jesus pressed his, his head against her heart. And he gave her uh, the knowledge uh, just by his gaze. He could communicate just through his look of how good it felt to be next, next to her heart. Uh, and, and it wasn't the only time. I mean, Faustina had other encounters. Um, after communion one day, uh, St. Faustina was, uh, she experienced, uh, Christ again, very disarming. You know, he came as a child and in one of her, you know, most touching visions, I, I love the, the, the Bethlehem story cause it's one of my favorites, but she saw the, she saw Jesus, the little infant Jesus. Now he was standing, right? He was standing by her kneeler and he was holding on to it with his two little hands. I mean, you got to love that. I mean, just here's Jesus Christ, right? The creator, he's he's a second person of the Trinity, uh, God incarnate, right? And he comes to Faustina again as a little child. How disarming, right? How adorable. And there he is holding on with his two little hands to her kneeler. There she is praying. Um, And Faustina wrote in her diary, she says, you know, he was just a little child. But just having him next to me like that, she says, my soul. It was filled with awe and fear because I saw him. I saw him as my judge and my Lord and my creator before whose holiness of angels tremble. At the same time, my soul was flooded with such unspeakable love that I thought that I would die under its influence. 
Uh, Faustina came to appreciate that the same Jesus who came to her as judge and Lord and creator, he also loved her with the, the tenderness of a small child. And I think it's a lesson for all of us. I mean, you know, and I was guilty of this at one point in my spiritual life. I mean, I looked at God as a just judge, not as a merciful savior, you know? I don't know what your relationship is. Do you go through the Virgin Mary? Do you turn directly to Jesus? Do you pray to God the Father? Man, I don't know what your prayer life is like. Do you call upon the Holy Spirit? I mean, how do you view God? Do you view him as somebody who's going, to, oh, you know, I've, I committed this sin. I'm, I'm doomed now. Um, Faustina, you know, she came to recognize me. Yeah, he is a just judge. I don't want to dispute that. No doubt about it. Sin is consequence, right? He is the creator of the universe. He is the Lord of all, right? But he also loved her with the tenderness of a small child, and that's how God loves you. You know, with great trust, she, she understood that Jesus was giving her strength and, and making it capable, you know, of, of abiding with him. And Faustina said she kept it within her heart, uh, a cell, um, in which the Lord resided and, and she would spend time with him. You know, but look, she's not alone. We look, we have similar teachings from St. Alphonse Liguori, right? Um, especially the, 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 he did a work called uh, The Eternal World Becomes Little. Um, and if the Redeemer had come to be feared and respected by men, he would have come as a full-grown man with royal dignity, right? Believe me, the, 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 the seers who are encountered, Joseph, Mary, Zachariah, you name these people who encounter these angels, they tremble before him, right? Imagine if Jesus Christ came in all of his glory. You know, you, you'd probably die from fright at your sin, but instead, what's he do? He chooses to, to show himself as an infant, the poorest of infants, right? Born where? In a cold stable between animals, laid in a manger of straw, without clothing, without fire, to warm his shivering body. That was his first encounter, you know, as as as, as a man, right? As a child, as a human. Um, it was cold. He was a baby. Thus, he would be born, who, you know, who, who, who would be loved and not feared. And that's Something we need to remember. So anyway, let me take a, a short break. When we come back, that's Faustine. I didn't intend to talk to you about her. There's a lot of other saints who had these um, encounters with the, the child Jesus, with the infant Jesus. Um, but I do want to share with you the novena. There, there's a novena to the child Jesus. And I think the Lord likes to be invoked, likes to be remembered, likes to come to us as the infant Jesus. I, I don't often think of him in that form, you know, and that's why when I think, this time of year is such a beautiful time to maybe uh, reorient the way that we we look at Lord, his tenderness, and how much how much he loves us. So when we come back, I'll tell you about um, a novena that has worked incredible miracles. If I have time, I'll share a few more encounters with the Jesus and the saints. But um, let me let me get you plugged into this novena, okay? I think it'll help you. I think it'll be a blessing to you and maybe for that need, that intention that you're praying for. I'll be right back. The Drew Mariani Show is live now. The Drew Mariani Show, here for you on Relevant Radio. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. 
The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Well, thank you for joining me. Uh, Look, if you enjoy the broadcast, you find it edifying, informative, maybe inspirational, or you learn something new, tell others about it. You know, I don't don't say that often, but I think it's a great way to evangelize. It's a great way to get people plugged into uh, something that could impact them, I hope, in a very positive way. It's a little different than your political talk that's out there or some of the other type of programming that you'll be exposed to. And I think that's what makes Relevant Radio so unique, right? You can learn, you can be inspired, you can be educated, you become better informed. You're given hope in a time of increasing darkness. And ultimately, um, you know, I, I hope you realize that we're, you know, we're all united together in, uh, in this particular spo- at this particular moment in time. You know, we're called to grow in holiness, and that's how ultimately we will will change the culture and we'll change the world. Uh, today's a special day. Today begins a novena uh, to the infant of Jesus, infant Jesus or infant of Prague. And if you are struggling financially, you know, a lot of people are. Inflation is up, right? Numbers are unbelievable. They say that the uh, inflationary costs are going to cost the average household, I think, 3500 extra dollars. So if you make $50,000 a year, really you're making forty six five. you know, you can do the math at whatever salary you're at. Think of how much more everything costs you, gas and beef and supplies and I mean, it's tough. Um, and if you're struggling and you need a financial miracle, I'm going to, I'm going to get you into a novena that I had prayed in the past. It really came through for me. Um, you know, a lot of people claim, and if, if you've had an answer to this novena, I'd love you to call me now, Cheryl. I've got a few minutes, but I'd love to hear your testimony of how you prayed this novena and the answer you got. The number here, if you want to get in, is 888-914-9149. Uh, this is a novena to the infant uh, infant Jesus. You know, Faustina had her encounter. St. Therese of Lisieux had him. St. Padre Pio had him. St. Anthony of Padua had him. I can go through the litany of saints that had encounters with the child Jesus. And I think Jesus, in a special way, um, loves when we invoke them under this title. You know, many have prayed this novena. They, they've claimed prompt you know, aid in, in just a myriad of areas, matters of health and family, of, of safety while traveling. Finances is what I've seen. I was going through a really difficult time in my life at one point in time, and God was shutting down the career path that I was on, and, and um, you know, I, I didn't know what was happening in my life. But God had another mission for me. It's this one here. And it got so hard because I was so entrenched in what I did. I, I had owned a couple houses and I had loved my career and I got to travel and I wanted to do what I was doing to exercise my creativity. And the Lord stripped everything away from me. And of course I prayed and I trusted and I prayed some more and didn't know what the Lord was doing. And I soon found myself in a really difficult financial situation where I was behind in, in my mortgages. I couldn't pay my bills. I had three young children at the time, you know, uh, my wife and I, um, weren't sure what was going on. And um, I was at the end of my rope. And finally, I, I instead of me praying for what I wanted, I just prayed for God's will to be done in my life. I said, whatever, Lord, if this is what you want, then I'm done. I'm fine. You just let me know what you want. And I prayed a trifecta, three-part novena, if you will. I, I, I prayed to the mother of God. I prayed a uh, novena at the same time to St. Joseph. And I prayed also to the child Jesus. I turned to the Holy Family for my family. And, and one of the prayers I prayed was this prayer to the infant of, of Prague. And um, if you've never prayed it before, um, you're going to find how efficacious, how powerful, how prompt 
it is and how the results really are are truly miraculous. And I have some time. I'll share a few of those miracles that have come in. But if you're ever in a situation um, where you need a prayer answered quickly, try praying this novena. Okay, it's a it's a great prayer, and I'll see if I can't somehow um, get it posted for you. Uh, the Infinite Prague. A little background for you, very quickly. Um, the devotion to this uh, miraculous image of of the child Jesus uh, originated uh, with the Carmelites in the city of Prague, and and um, at the time, there was uh, the statue was given as a wedding gift uh, to um, one of the princesses that were there, and um, it was a small statue. It's made of wood and wax and cloth, and it was Jesus dressed in royal robes, and he was wearing a king's crown. And after the death of her husband, the princess devoted herself to to just works of charity and wanted to be helpful to the Carmelites. And this is back around 1628, something like that. And the Carmelite, the Carmelites at the time, the monastery there had been reduced to poverty and there, there had been war. So the princess gave to the Carmelites, she said, her most precious gift. She said, I, I give to you what I prize most, what I, I love the most highly in the world. Honor and respect the child Jesus and you shall never be in want. And those words proved prophetic for as long as the, the Carmelites kept this statue, kept up their devotion to the divine infant, everything with them prospered, right? But eventually, due to the circumstances of the day, they were forced to flee the city. There was war. There was all sorts of things taking place. The invaders came in. They seized the statue. They threw it into a pile of trash, right? And it was now lost. Well, a couple years later, that was you know, like 16, now 1635, somewhere around there now, five, ten years later, whatever. Uh, there was a priest uh, who came, the Carmelites after the, the war and the invasion, they were able to return to Prague. And uh, they went through and this priest found the statue in, in the trash where they had, I guess, destroyed it. And overjoyed, they placed the statue in their oratory where they would pray. When this priest would come and he'd kneel before the statue and look at the simple child Jesus, he'd contemplate uh, that incredible event, the, one of the most marvelous events in history, the incarnation, right? The birth of Jesus Christ. And he was just filled with awe and wonder as he prayed to God who became a child for, for us. And suddenly the, spa, the statue spoke to him. The, the statue, Christ himself spoke to this father Cyril. And he was stunned by what the, the, what the baby Jesus said to him. He said, have mercy on me. And I will have mercy on you. Give me my hand, said the Lord, and I will give you peace. And the more you honor me, the more, the more I will bless you. The priest was startled, of course, by the words, right? So he did exactly what the statue had, had asked for, what Jesus had asked for. The hands of the statue had been broken off. He had them restored. He had this uh, image once again covered in 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 more royal garb, and then the uh, statue, uh, they began to venerate, and the child Jesus. St. Teresa the Little Flower was a very, very fervent uh, venerator of the infant of Prague. And, of course, you know, if you know your history for more than three histories, the, the, these promises have inspired the world, and miracles continue to happen today. There's a great uh, novena, and I'll see if I can find it and get it on our Twitter page for you. But let me take a quick call before I run out of time here. Nadine is listening in Wisconsin. Hi, Nadine. Hi. Uh, I had a miraculous event with the infant of Prague novena. Yeah. Um, about 20 years ago, we were moving, and we were returning to our um, house, 
and um, my transmission went out on the Illinois Toll Road near Franklin Park, where it's an elevated road, and it's 2 in the morning, 2, 3 in the morning, and I was able to get to the shoulder. I, um, you know, checked the engine real quick, but got back in the car, because every time a semi passed, I thought I was going to get blown over. So my mom said, let's say this novena, and uh, I said, no, I'm too tired. You know, a cop will stop, or the truckers will call, or, uh, you know, the toll road will... Um, get notified. So anyways, I'm waiting and waiting, nothing's happening. And my mom continues to pray. And on the last prayer of um, saying this prayer nine times, a tow truck pulls in front of me. And um, I said, well, did the police, uh, who who contacted you? Was it, you know, a trucking company or was it the police? And they said, nope, we just do this. This is part of our job, searching out for people in trouble. And I kept looking at the guy thinking he's an angel because he drove me all the way across Chicago to a southern suburb where he dropped off my car at the dealership. He was an angel. I love it.